Yo, what up? Had to break up in your phone. All right, y'all. Now, I'm naturally... I like to debate. I like to argue. But this one... It's not personal, but it feels... It might feel like it's personal. But it's not. But I just want to keep things very, very simple. This is about Stephen A. Smith. This is not going to be a long episode either. I just want to keep this very simple. So that way people don't think I'm crazy. Or even I don't think I'm crazy. The Brooklyn Nets have hired not Tyron Lu, not Jock Vaughn, not Jason Kidd again, <laughs> and not Mark Jackson. They hired Steve Nash. Now, I watched Stephen A. Smith say all the nice things he could about Steve Nash and then completely bury the thought with and I quote I didn't it was funny because everything he was saying about Steve Nash I didn't expect the comment to come out because of how we all feel about Steve Nash I don't know anybody who really hates Steve Nash even though the comment he said sounded negative that was not against Steve Nash but everything he said about Steve Nash was completely buried because he made it a race issue so the Brooklyn Nets who have probably hired more black coaches I don't know the stats I'm just saying just off of memory you know out of their last five head coaches I believe four of them were black if you include Jacques Vaughn I'm trying to figure out why this happens to be a race issue in this particular situation Steve Nash and Kevin Durant are friends are friends and have a basketball relationship so I'm going to say this again they have a basketball relationship and are friends on and off the court this is obvious that this is Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant and Steve Nash all together and then you might as well throw DeAndre Jordan in there all this is one group that feels like they can succeed this has nothing to do with not hiring black people or black candidates not being available this organization does more in that category this organization felt like that chemistry is going to matter when it comes to the postseason, looking at teams like the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Stephen A. Smith, I disagree with you a lot. Now, I normally don't bring you up. I normally don't say anything. But here, you're flat out wrong. And you brought up this issue when it didn't need to be had at this point. 
This was the wrong time to bring it up. If you're going to use that card, now I have to say it that way. If you're going to use that card as a brother myself, you have got to use it properly and you cannot use it just because of, for whatever sake. You that always goes on TV and talk about you're a black capitalist this and black capitalist that, check yourself. This is not a black issue. This is a Steve Nash, Kevin Durant relationship point. Hiring black people is not an issue for the Brooklyn Knicks. At all. I know this was a couple of days ago, and I didn't want to come out and just sound all fiery. But I really wanted to push the point that Steve Nash has nothing to do because that's the way Stephen A. Smith came off. Whether if he wanted to or not, Steve Nash has nothing to do with the negativity that Stephen A. Smith just brought to him. It is in no way, shape, or form Stephen A. Smith. If y'all want to keep harping on that Shaq deserved the MVP over Steve Nash, go ahead. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, throw something out of left field. Don't bring that issue when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, and Steve Nash. They've been working together for like pretty much the last four or five years off and on the court through Golden State. Why? 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 I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to be right back because Stephen A is on my last nerve right now. you guys i'm back okay let's just really speak about the benefits of steve nash being the coach of the brooklyn nets one hopefully somebody can teach Kyrie irving how to be a real point guard instead of a scoring guard which is really what he is is Kyrie irving amazing talent yes but does Kyrie? Irving win everywhere he goes. No, he does not. Let's think about it this way. Without LeBron James, he has no ring. So let's get over that. Without LeBron James, he has one winning season. One. And that's with the Boston Celtics. And that was a really bad situation because Kyrie Irving has seemed to prove over and over again that he's a really nice guy. But when it comes to court play, he's not necessarily the best point guard you would want. Now, if you run small ball and you got Kyrie at the two and you want to run quick, I think that's more his speed because he's a scoring guard. He's not a point guard. He's not a he's not a Magic Johnson, Rajon Rondo, Jason Kidd. Those are traditional point guards. And Michael and Magic Johnson can score too. I always view the point guard as the guy who could lead a basketball team from the front. I don't think that at all about Kyrie Irving. Like, at close or even at all. Nowhere close. Not even a little bit. But maybe Steve Nash is the guy who could show him how to play the point guard position properly. Because honestly, I honestly think that Kyrie Irving does kind of have an ego issue. 
So I honestly believe that if there's one guy that can say, hey, let me show you this, let me show you this. I really honestly believe that it's Steve Nash. And if I'm not mistaken, I heard earlier that Vaughn is going to stay on staff. So the chemistry and the way they do things, I don't think are going to change that much. I just change that much. I just think it's the relationships with them and the team that may change. Instead of having a dictator, you got more of a guy who's a teammate who just happens to be the head coach who runs the team. I thought things would have been like that with Jason Kidd when he had the Brooklyn Nets, but I guess that didn't go so well. I'm not sure on the Jason Kidd details, but I do know one thing. I still think Jason Kidd is the most underrated coach, period, out there right now. Well, I, I, ta- I take that back. It's Mark Jackson, without a shadow of a doubt. I'm still not a believer in Teron Lou. okay? I'm sorry for all you guys that don't know Tyron Lou. For me, Tyron Lou is always that guy who's going to be remembered as getting stepped over by Allen Iverson. Not the guy who led LeBron James and the crew to the finals because he had a different way and a different viewpoint of the coach who got fired before him. And, oh, yeah, weren't they in the finals with David Blatt as well? But they didn't win. So David Blatt wanted to change things. I, I, I If something doesn't work or something didn't work right, you either try hard and do it again or change. That's all I saw David Black do. I don't see any shame or blame in that. I will kind of say this, though. David Black didn't seem like that there was too much star power for him to communicate with. Now, that's where Tyron Lue, having experience with Kobe and Shaq and playing with those guys, he's obviously not going to have that problem. So, why not? He's good at X's and O's, but he's really good at relationships. To me, I still don't understand how everybody says Tyron Lue is a great coach just because he had LeBron James. LeBron James could take a bucket of water, sit in the coaching seat, and they would still make the playoffs. But, I want to get more into the how Steve Nash is going to work issue compared to other coaches. I'll be back in a minute on that one. Hey, yo, what's up? I'm back. I had to break up in your phone again. Uh, this is the third part. Honestly, didn't expect this episode to get this long, but then when you start getting into the the Nixon crunch. Okay, first of all, I had to go off. I had to go off on Stephen A. Smith. I'm sorry. He was wrong. Flat out wrong for playing the black card. I'm sorry. Let me revert that. Let me take that back. Let me renege for a second for y'all those play dominoes. Stephen A. Smith cannot play this is the racist card. This is the white privilege card. You cannot use the black card in this situation because it's almost obvious. And for those of you saying that this is the black card or white card situation, all y'all can bump that. Black privilege, white privilege, this does not in any of that. 
The organization went to their star player, Kevin Durant, and possibly Kyrie Irving and said, look, we want the best possible situation for a coach. Do you guys have somebody that you would love to work with moving into next season? All he had to do was say, nope, you guys make that. That's your job. No, he didn't do that. I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant is mouthy with everybody on social media. You think he's not going to voice his opinion when asked by the New Jersey's Nets organization? Come on now. It's almost obvious. This was a business decision. And if you want to throw race on it, you know what? Go ahead. I'll play it this way. How comfortable is it for an organization to hire somebody, white, black, green, yellow, red, purple, however you want to put it, doesn't have a record, has a good standing in the NBA community, has good relationships? Aren't those the only races that matter? Because he's leading the race on communication with the team. He's leading on talent and personnel and how to view players coming in. Oh, yeah, and he's a training coach. So, which means he's leading in another race when it comes to training and uh, how to train. I can tell you right now, Levert might become a better shooter with Steve Nash becoming the head coach. So, he's leading in those three races right there. Communication, Edge on talent. Oh, yeah, and chemistry. Him coming in there, them keeping Vaughn on staff, chemistry stays there. So, yeah, he's leading in four different races. <laughs> so, that's the, that's those are the race cards I'm going to play. Now, how Steve Nash fits. Well, I just said it. It's the four races that he leads on above almost everybody else who would go into that job. If Mark Jackson went in there, let's keep it real. I love Jesus Christ and God more than anybody else, but he puts that wherever he goes. And if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are not allowed to curse, smoke, drink, swear. Now, that in the Golden State culture fits... Why? Because you got Clay, who's not very, you know, who's not really, he's not really much of a potty mouth. Steph Curry, we didn't hear him curse until after Mark Jackson left. It was just what he brought. The New Jersey Nets do not care about being spiritually well. They care about winning money, so on and so forth. And the best possible candidate for that particular situation is Steve Kerr. I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. I said Steve Kerr. <laughs> Steve Nash. So, however you guys want to play it now, you guys, again, I went a little bit in on Tyron Lue. And then, yeah, I played it back. And, yeah, I'm I'm sorry for all you guys that love Tyron Lue. And I will repeat it again for you Laker fans because you guys are going to like this. Tyron Lue is just a guy who got stepped over. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I didn't mean you like to like it. I just, you know, I just brought it up because you guys are Laker fans. <laughs> All Tyron Lue is known for, other than riding on LeBron James coattails, 
is being stepped over by AI. That's it. That's all he's known for. You think Tyron Lue taught Kyrie Irving something about basketball? No. He was a little hustle point guard who was quick, not fashion AI, got embarrassed by AI, still did his thing in front of AI, and all these Lakers are like, oh, he was a factor. No, he wasn't. Shaq and Kobe were a factor. Tyron Lue was never a factor. Mark Jackson is a factor when it comes to coaching. Tyron Lue, no. He's a guy who had a different idea that worked. That's it. He's not a Larry Brown. He's not a Mark Jackson. He's not a Jason Kidd. He's none of that. He's the right place at the right time guy. That's all Tyron Lue will ever be. And I'm surprised because none of you guys said, well, oh, how come he didn't get to keep his... He didn't want to stay in Cleveland because he knew he was going to get found out. That's why Tyron Lue didn't stay in Cleveland. And that's why they mutually parted ways. There was no talent on the team and there was no way he was going to decrease his value. That's the only reason why his value was high. Because he left when LeBron left. So quit giving me this Tyron Lue is a good coach crap. He wasn't even a good player. All right, enough about that. Now, who was the next candidate? Oh, Mike Woodson. I think Mike Woodson would actually have been almost perfect. The only thing is, is that his record looks kind of sketchy. But star players dealt with well. He's, man, he built chemistry everywhere. He made the Knicks good after Mike D'Antoni left. Not to say that Mike D'Antoni was a was a bad coach. He just left the team. Wait, wait, was he before or after? Well, it didn't matter. All I know is is that with Melo and J.R. Smith, they both played better with Woodson than they did with D'Antoni. So, and, and that goes kind of a long way because it's like, well, you know what I mean? So, well, I mean, you guys should know what I mean. Mike D'Antoni is a efficient offensive coordinator. Does he tell coach defense? Yes. But his defense is not scheme. His defense is effort. People y'all just say that he doesn't know how to coach defense. Yes, he does. He knows how to put people, players in spots, and he wants to see the effort out of guys. Look at his Phoenix Suns. They played with effort. I'm going to tell you right now, the perfect place for him to go, I hope Mike D'Antoni goes to the Kings next year because they need a guy who can kind of speed up Fox and Beasley. I, I, my bad, I said Beasley. Marvin Bagley. And then they got Harrison Barnes, who's a fit when it comes to the hustle side. If Mike D'Antoni goes to the Kings next year, the Kings are a playoff team without question. Without question. So, 
Mike D'Antoni is not going to fit with the Nets, not with those two, because they don't have a traditional point guard for him to lean on. And Kyrie Irving is not James Harden or Steve Nash, period. He's, he's not. So I don't think Kyrie Irving is good enough to run that offense the way Harden and the way Steve Nash ran that offense. So, no, that's not going to fit. Like, I mean, I don't know how many ways to say that he is the perfect guy in the perfect time, perfect situation, perfect relationship. There's, there's, no, there's no other candidate who would have been better for this opportunity right now than Steve Nash. This got kind of long. I'm going to be airing this out. I want to say Monday morning, but I'm lying. I'm going to say Saturday and then Monday morning, I'm going to have another episode. I'm just trying to figure out if I'm going to do fast basketball or football again. Either way, you guys have a great, great holiday weekend. Everybody enjoy your Monday off. And I am now getting to work. And I will see you guys very, very soon. Like, I'm... I, I, like, there's so much for me going on right now, but sports, there's so much for me going on right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready to drop. I'm ready to drop. I'm ready to drop. You know what I mean? So, thank you guys. I'm back. I'm ready to be back. Let's do this. Holla at your boy. Let me break about your phone.